0: my name is angela my name is nicole and welcome to the ominous stitch podcast Stitchers. Hey everybody. Welcome to another amazing episode of the Ominous Stitch Podcast. Amazing. Amazing. Take Yay. like four stitches because you keep saying it. Yeah. We're just so happy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know. I love how our opening is like very serious. And then the first thing you hear from us is like ah!
1: and laughter. And <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh it's so, just us. It is just us. We're all over the place. But today's topic is so scary it's for me. really spooky. Yeah. I uh, I didn't
1: know if I could do this and I did it and I, I I. it's hard
0: I know I'm like kind of dreading it but like also excited for it.
1: <laughs> I feel you
0: it's like when you're going into a haunted house like or like you know
1: the anticipation
0: the anticipation not like a real real haunted house oh, but like real one I'm where they jump out jump jump scares, like universal. I I don't like those those.
1: at all because I don't want them touching me. And they get right in your face. You get
0: really close and they're like, I'm not touching you. I'm like, No, "No, you're close. You're
1: you're like in my bubble. Yeah. Get out of my bubble. Get out of my
0: bubble. (laughs) (laughs) My personal space is much bigger than what you're in it. You're
1: constantly (laughs) in my bubble. But yeah.
0: (laughs) It's like when little kids are like, I'm not touching you. Oh my God.
1: They love that. Why? Oh, I don't know. It's so annoying. It is so annoying. But no, yeah, this is a this is a very spooky topic it, in these movies, these ec- like exorcism movies, which I'm going to talk about a lot are probably my my favorite and scariest of all time.
0: Yeah. So please know we are terrified of today. <laughs> But we're going to do it anyway. Just for
1: you. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, before we do it, we yeah. got some stitches. So what's got you in stitches this oh, week? Oh, I'm first. Okay. Uh-huh. I've
1: got a fun, fun thing that I just, because, you know, I'm addicted to TikTok now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so this guy comes up and I don't know how they get their statistics, but he said the FBI has rated their most notorious or I don't know, the, the highest number of you know, serial killers and murders based on their Zodiac sign
0: oh (laughs) isn't that fun i'm like how did they do that no idea
1: and it just just fascinated me but the the least amount of fbi that they don't worry about the most Mm -hmm. gemini
0: oh really yeah we're that's
1: interesting (laughs) we're apparently not going to commit the most scariest things and crimes ever
0: that's interesting to me because like gemini you think of I know you're Gemini and I don't want to like insult no, no, no you. but Gemini uh, no, you know it's the twins yes have we're dual personality totally. so it seems like that would lead to um, like somebody schizophrenia that, yeah, or
1: exactly. bipolarism and yeah. somebody just snapping yeah apparently not
0: Interesting. we're like
1: evened out apparently <laughs> I okay. don't know so Gemini is number 12 Okay. Okay. Number two is Scorpio, which is my mom.
0: That's my husband.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And uh, number three, I'm going out of order. Number three was Sagittarius. Two was Scorpio. And they're saying these two were more serial killers. Uh, Sagittarius, Ted Bundy.
0: Oh, Yeah. So they
1: were naming off all the people. Okay. Number one, which surprised me, uh-huh. not Libra. Okay, Libra, you weren't I'm, even like, in the worried. spectrum. <laughs> no. Was cancer, which I have oh. a lot of friends that are cancers and they're oh. so emotional. But apparently, number one, the most like serial killers, mass murders.
0: Because they're super emotional?
1: I guess. Oh. I, he didn't, he kind of talked a little bit, but yeah, cancers of Uh-oh. all people
0: be aware of your cancer friends
1: they might be serial we killers are sorry
0: if you were a cancer we're not saying all cancers are serial killers no <laughs> but the we majority of our cancer <laughs> listeners out there <laughs> but the majority
1: of the fbi that they profile that are higher that they're like looking for are
0: cancers Interesting,
1: but I'm number, Woo! Woo! I'm, number <laughs> I'm number twelve.
0: I'm number twelve. I'm number twelve. I thought you totally thought you were gonna say Libra, and like, oh, no. I'm like, I don't think so because we're very pacifist. no, so yeah.
1: Like, Let you're probably number me. eleven. I'm gonna guess. Yeah. Like, you're probably with me at, yeah, at the end. At the yeah, <laughs> Yeah, the cancers. Not. So hey, keep an eye on your cancer <laughs> friends. <laughs>
0: This has been a public service announcement <laughs> from Nicole <laughs>
1: for FBI. All oh. right. Well, what's got you in stitches?
0: Well, I had my colonoscopy. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs>
1: get it. I don't
0: know if you should be more afraid of today's topic or when you turn 45 and have to go get this procedure done. Nope.
1: I am not looking forward to that. Oh, I feel so bad for you. But you know, you did it. I which did is, it. You kind of needed to. I'm
0: healthy. Everything's fine. Okay. I don't have to go back for 10 years. So that's nice. Good. But let me tell you, it was the weirdest thing. Like, it made me laugh because I was like, why do we put ourselves through this? And this is the most bizarre experience <laughs> that I've ever gone through.
1: It's probing.
0: It's, oh, it's, it's probing. It's, you're, you're, so you
1: pretend you're on a UFO. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. I love it.
0: Yes. But at least uh, you go under, I'm right? probed. <laughs> <laughs> this, this stuck a utensil in my butt exactly with the camera right with the camera with the camera I have pictures if you want to oh,
1: see oh my no I'm I'm good
0: no, <laughs> I'm okay. good so everyone says the hardest thing is the prep day which is true that's hard because I can't can, imagine you that you can't eat anything the day before right? right so you are on a clear liquid diet water Gatorade no. you can have Jello. you can have can you broth? broth okay yeah it's but the Gwyneth it,
1: Paltrow diet
0: Gwyneth oh <laughs> <laughs> you're God bless sorry you, that's kind of crazy <laughs> but yeah but yeah so I had water and Gatorade and I, I would take naps because I was just nervous and tired so but every time I would fall asleep I kept dreaming about eating food oh no and, I was like, and I'd wake up and be like oh no oh no I oh, ate no. something I'm like no I didn't it's okay I yeah. can still do this it's fine but, but you
1: have bad dreams about eating food. Yes,
0: I would dream That's about eating sad. food or just like accidentally taking a bite while I'm cooking, you know. I'm just taking a bite. They're going to find food. that when they do. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't. I was good. I just drank water. Were you grumpy rain. all day? Well, I was grumpy because I didn't have any caffeine and so my oh, head Oh yeah. Now. But it was it was fine. That was fine. And then you start to drink and I took I started to drink at 5 p.m. The gross drink. Well, Is it gross? It's okay. It kind of tastes like they give you a little lemon lime flavoring and there's lots of different alternatives little. for it. Oh, but, good. But it's like a gallon that you have to drink, right? That's so much. It's a lot. But you drink half of it. Um, I drink half of it at 5 p.m. starting at 5 p.m. And then the other half I have to wake up at 3 a.m. to drink. Right? So you got to
1: set your alarm, wake up in the <laughs> middle of the night, you're tired and grumpy and you've got to drink this th- rest of this gross yes, drink.
0: Yes, it was so gross. Uh, I'm
1: not looking I mean, forward to this. It's
0: fine. It sort of tastes like flat Sprite. It did have this kind of like slimy consistency Ew, to that's it. That's even worse, I the know, texture. It was, just, oh. it was very slippery. Ew. It was so it was weird. It was, like, you're drinking slime. it was like a lemon, lime, slippery water kind of thing. So, I mean, nope. it's fine i don't like but, it but you know you have to drink a lot of it and so at 5 p.m you're just drinking a cup every 10 minutes so that's fine okay and so i did like nine rounds of that because it's like shots <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, but like oh, after gross. the first it takes about an hour for it to kick in and then you're just like hoping on the toilet that, yeah you're just on the toilet <laughs> and it's so weird because you're like Am I peeing? No. I don't know what's happening. (laughs) It's so
1: bizarre telling you. It's so weird. I don't like that. I know. It's like when you have food poisoning. Uh, Yep. Yep. You're like,
0: okay. Where is it coming out? Where is it going? And, you know, and, and so anyway... That's all I say about that. But at the 3 a.m., I was trying to drink it faster. So I was doing double doses. Just chugging it. And, oh, my gosh, don't do that. You have to be careful because people do throw it up if you drink too much at once. Ew, ew. So it was fine. I didn't throw up. I had to, like, slow down and start pacing myself a little bit more. Oh, my um, gosh. Because I just wanted to get it over with so that I could go back to bed and, you know, whatever. Yeah. But so the prep is the worst. Of it, and then you go there, and you know they hook you up to the IV, and then you're just laying down, and all you have to do is lay down and rest. And then when they were about to give me uh, the the medication to fall asleep, right? So they put you under, and she's like, so it's kind of like a twilight. Some people are fully asleep and they don't remember anything because there's a bit I of an, love that. an amnesia effect yeah. to it. Or some people are awake, but they just kind of are okay with whatever is happening. She's like, I recommend you try to go to sleep. And I was like, (laughs) yes, please. I want to be in the go to sleep. I recommend you put yourself to sleep. (laughs) So as soon as she's like, so as soon as you start to feel the medication take effect, just, you know, try to go to sleep and i totally fell asleep i was good out. so it's good okay. i did start to come to a little bit at the very end no. <laughs> so i like definitely looked up at the monitor and i could see what was going on no. a little bit and then i felt like my stomach felt bloated and i felt because there's something in, in
1: there oh my gosh
0: right but you know it they were done so they were like finishing up whatever was happening and then i fell back asleep so i was just kind of like "Uh." and then my husband when i was in recovery came in and he was so sweet he was petting my head and telling me i did such a good job and i know i looked at him like i was like a little puppy because i was like oh you're so wonderful and the weirdest thing because the anesthetic was still you know yeah his face kept shifting so
1: weird i know
0: it was a weird thing But it was like his eyes were going from like a happy smile eye. You know, when you smile, your eyes get a little bit. Or they'd be like big and wide. Like (laughs) mushrooms or something. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. It was weird. I was like, oh, you're funny.
1: you didn't have any like fun like talking to him like when you see those videos yes when you're I, after the dentist. I know I
0: tried to talk to him about some things but he said I was fine everything's good but I'm in my recollection I remember telling him about other people that were because you're just in these rooms that are just curtains they mm. aren't you know rooms fun and so you could hear the people next to you like getting oh, ready and oh. I know this one woman next to me kept telling the nurse she's like well I did take this medication and I didn't finish all my drink and I didn't do <gasps> this no and And one woman didn't get any kind of anesthesia at all she just went in and did it and went out
1: what a right badass she just liked it
0: (laughs) i know i was just like no anesthesia at all and she's like i can't believe i just did that that's what i heard her say when she came out i can't believe i just did that
1: (laughs) i can't imagine
0: feeling that and oh no no No, i wouldn't do it no i don't even want to do it under
1: let alone without anything holy cow yeah
0: so it was the weirdest experience ever with pictures with pictures. Do you have a video or just pictures? No, just pictures. <laughs> but um, I'm all clear. Everything's hey, good. Hey, that's a good thing. Yes, I don't have to go back for 10 years. Yay. It's all good. Yay. It's a very strange oh, experience. Don't, not Not looking forward to, to, yay. to <laughs> <do> it. Yay. Uh, <laughs> no. Maybe like four,
1: right? Because, like, ugh. yeah,
0: you're <sighs> almost, it's almost your birthday. Yay. <laughs> why are you making that face
1: i'm not looking forward to this at (laughs) all aging sucks everybody i know it's a process everybody has to go through it but man just kind of hit you all at once sometimes
0: sometimes it does yeah Yeah. you're like how am i forty? i feel like my yeah my
1: brain's like 27 right and my body's like 50 (laughs) (laughs) it's
0: not fair everybody Oh, life! I don't want to grow. Up. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I'm glad you're OK. Yeah. I'm glad you survived. I'm glad we can good. eat. I'm glad yes. we have oh coffee. Gosh, that
0: was what I was so looking forward to. I was like, I just want to get this over with so I can eat food. Yes. Was so what did you hungry. eat? What was your meal? So my husband took me to Starbucks on the way home. Yes. So I had like a nice big coffee. Oh, and then thank I, God. I got one of their paninis. Yeah. Those eat. are good. A car yeah. On the yeah, way yeah. Home. And then I think I had ramen oh i, I love
1: ramen i almost had that too
0: yeah oh that's so, so good. good i'm like i want to eat all of the food i was planning what we were going to have today yes, yes i was
1: too <laughs> but yeah we'll we'll go into that after that's yeah. awesome
0: okay okay so because i'm hungry should we, <laughs> should we get stitching yeah let's get stitching. Okay. Okay. Hey, Stitcher. So for today's stitch, I decided to do something crazy. This made me laugh. (laughs) I love it. It's so cool. It's a vintage pattern. It comes from like the Edwardian period. I don't know what time period that is.
1: Do you want me to look it up? I'm looking to guess. Sure. Some other century. Yeah. Edwardian (laughs)
0: period. And it is a vintage crochet and it comes from a bunch of different books that they had during that period so it was cool. a very popular stitch of the time it is called the crazy stitch <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: very fitting for this theme today yes
0: i chose it because a lot of people think that you know people that with, are possessed yes are, are crazy. crazy yes so i just most kind of the time they
1: are fun with that perfect theme. it's it's you know it's funny when you brought it up it looked almost very similar to like a crocodile slash uh what was it bean slash like there's it just is a combination of a couple different things i was like it is and And it's
0: kind of like the drunken granny yes but it's a lot shorter yeah so it's a very simple pattern it's in repeats of four so you're gonna chain multiples of four okay plus six four plus six four plus six okay so i did 26 because that's four plus six yes I don't five, know. yes, five times four is twenty plus six, twenty-six. Yay! Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm still behind. <laughs> in the
0: second, in the second chain from the hook, you're going to do a single crochet. Okay. Then you're going to chain two, and then you're going to do three double crochets into that same stitch.
1: Oh, cool! So you go back okay. in and then yeah, okay. go back
0: in and then do three doubles. Doubles. Okay. Then you're going to skip three chains, and then the fourth chain, you're going to do the same thing again. Oh, it's a single crochet. Easy. Chain Chain two, two. and then three double crochets. Okay. That's it. That's it? That's the thing. I
1: can do that. So you
0: do that all the way down. Okay. And then you're going to, in that last stitch, you're going to do one single crochet. And then you're going to turn, chain three, do three double crochets into that same stitch. And that's going to act as your single crochet, chain two, Uh, and then three doubles. Got it. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And then you're going to go into the single crochet of each stitch and do the same same thing single crochet oh, cool. two doubles you just find the single single, or single crochet two, cha- chains, two chains three doubles yeah easy so you go into the single crochet
1: one two three right one two three
0: exactly A. and when you're doing that you're pushing the row that you did in front the row below, you're pushing yeah. that in front. So it makes these kind of little, little bumps. Bump. These little yeah. Pockety bumps. Yeah. And it's reversible. So it's both <gasps> sides. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah. So it's really cute. It's very. Crazy. Crazy. <laughs>
1: I like the no, description. It's got, all,
0: it's, it's got a really cool texture. It to does. It. Yeah. That's why I was saying. Like, I it's kind of like crocodile it, almost. But yeah. Not. I could see how it'd be like nice and warm and cozy because mm, it's a very tight crochet. Yeah. And thicker. Yeah. It's very what, thick. What size
1: did you use for your hook
0: so I used since I'm using the baby Thinner. yarn oh, okay yeah I'm using Bernat baby yarn mm. and since I'm using baby yarn I'm using what is this a four millimeter hook. oh okay yeah but you know you can use whatever recommended hook size you have like if it's chunkier yarn,
1: yarn. yeah oh because yeah. that would be nice if it was thicker big chunky
0: ooh that would be cool <laughs> and it'd be a thick blanket yeah. if you make a blanket ooh, I like it yeah so it's fun I recommend you try it I do want to try and it and eventually you guys will get to see us do a little tutorial on it yes but yeah it's the crazy stitch crazy yeah vintage crochet pattern
1: good job good find Yay! I wouldn't have found that how did you find it like did you YouTube
0: <laughs> I love YouTube I just YouTubed it nice one of my new favorite things is to find all these vintage crochet patterns because i'm like let's, let's keep bringing back keep it going yeah because yeah. you
1: going. don't see them as often
0: no i think they're fun yay so yeah i love it thank you crazy right. stitch crazy stitch so speaking of crazy oh. we're it's time to get into what we were dreading <laughs> i know we can do this i can do this we can do this good luck let's get on our pants of steel okay so that we can dive into story time Yes, yeah,
1: story time <laughs> So this week's themed episode is at first it was just behind the scenes of Emily Rose because that's our movie, right? Yes. Okay, but I had information and I needed more, and I was like, I want this episode to be longer. So we're gonna dive into exorcism movies and the true stories behind them.
0: Ooh. I only did three.
1: Okay. Uh, two and a half, I'd say. Okay. Okay, okay. but number one's the biggest. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm so. Ready. Exorcisms in general are a highly debated topic between religious and non-religious people, right? Yes. Yes. And everybody in between. So I don't wish to start a debate when we talk about this because okay. it does. People are really passionate, but yes. like yes, it's yes, crazy, are. right? Yes. So when we're going to talk about today, I'd rather just present the events of the the real live events that took place between a few exorcism movies that are loosely based on.
0: Okay. Cool. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah, just okay.
1: the facts, ma'am. Just prefacing because I don't <laughs> want people coming at me.
0: Don't come at me, don't bro. Don't come at me, bro. If you want to come at us, you can email us <laughs> at the ominousstitch <laughs> at gmail.com.
1: <laughs> good job. You. You're so good at that. Yay,
0: plugs. All yep. Right. Good job.
1: Now, personally, like I said before, the movies that deal with exorcisms are high on my scare factor. I don't know about you.
0: Yes. Are they pretty high? I was dreading watching today's movie because I didn't. You yeah. didn't know what was happening, right? Yes, yeah. and I so I was happy to see that it wasn't like
1: the exorcist. The exorcist yeah.
0: That it was really about the trial. And yes, you see a glimpse of the exorcism. Yeah, exactly. And so I, that's, that's what I like. Ease. It. Okay, good. <laughs>
1: but you know, I'll get into it later. Yes, I want to go into that movie so much. it's okay. not movie time yet. No, not yet. Dang it. Okay, <laughs> the exorcism of Emily Rose, and this is based on Annalise Michel. Do it? Okay, yeah. she's going to say that more time. And this is about her tragic events and the actual trial that followed. But let's start from the beginning. So Annalise Michel, thank Michael. you, was born September 21st, 1952 in Leiblething? Yes. Bavaria. Okay. There's another around the website. There's other names for the city, but that was the one I came up with the most. So okay. there we go. Her parents were Anna and Joseph Michel. Yes. Hey, Michael. I did it. <laughs> Sorry if I butcher that. Annalise had three sisters, and the family was very Roman Catholic, attending mass twice a week. They lived in the small. Oh, so this she was born here in Liebel, Liebelfling. Oh my God, I cannot say these
0: Liebelfling,
1: Le- Liebelfling. There's no L in the
0: Leibfling? Thank
1: you. And they lived in the small Bavarian town of Klingenberg.
0: Yep.
1: Hey, where her father operated a sawmill. Yeah. German's not my thing. And that's Angela. So she's helping me with all this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not much else is known about her upbringing. So we jump to when Annalise was 16 years old, where it is known that she suffered a severe seizure at school. She blacked out and supposedly started walking around in a trance-like state. And sadly, she had no recollection of what happened. This all led to a diagnosis of temporal lobe epilepsy.
0: (gasps) Okay. Yeah. Because that was in Emily Rose. They tried to blame it on Epilepsy. epilepsy. Yeah.
1: Symptoms during an aura or feeling before a seizure starts of temporal lobe epilepsy can be deja vu, a sudden sense of fear, panic or anxiety, rising sick feeling in your stomach, an altered sense of hearing, sight, smell, taste, or touch. Then during the seizure, one will lose some degree of awareness for 30 seconds to two minutes and symptoms of focal impaired awareness seizures include staring into space or blank stare, repetitive behaviors and movements of the hands, eyes, and mouth, confusion, unusual speech, or altered ability to respond and communicate with others, and brief, brief loss of ability of to speak, read, or comprehend speech. So I wanted to put those in there because... Those were very similar to what she was experiencing. Okay. Okay. Sadly, Annalise's condition worsened and she was taken to a psychiatric hospital in 1970 where she was having severe convulsions during a seizure. This culminated into what doctors believe to be Geschwind syndrome. I'm going to guess that. G-E-S-C-H-W-I-N-D. Geschwind. And this leads to five primary changes. This is important. One, hypergraphia which is an intense desire to write or draw two hyper uh, hyper religiosity hyper
0: religiosity sure. there you go sure okay yes okay <laughs> this, <laughs> That's a lot hashtag of words i'm struggling words. yeah this is this, this is, is hard this, this time this is going to be a hashtag yep. because words episode
1: thank you uh <laughs> this is where a person experiences intense religious beliefs or episodes which includes abnormal beliefs and a focus on religious content or even atheistic content okay a typical, usually reduced sexuality, circumstantiality, or nonlinear thought pattern, where the focus on a conversation drifts or even tends to continue conversations for a long time and talk repetitively, and intensified mental life, which includes deepened cognitive and emotional responses. So, quick note yep, this diagnosis was. I'd say they thought this is what she was doing, but it wasn't a hundred percent confirmed.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh, Yeah. I have, I have my opinions on, on doctors. Yes. Medical diagnosis. Yes. To try to explain things that they don't understand. understand. Exactly.
1: Okay. So that's, this is where this led. Okay. Okay. Doctors prescribed medication, but seemed to have little effect. And she began to describe seeing devil faces watching her frequently. Despite her medical condition, she still enrolled at the University of Wurzburg in 1973. During her attendance, her condition still deteriorating with meds, suffering severe depression and increasingly experiencing hallucinations, but particularly while praying. She would tell the doctors that she constantly heard voices telling her that she was damned or that she would rot in hell and started to believe she was possessed by a demon, while her family was also convinced of this verdict. She then thought since the medical professionals couldn't save her over the last five years of treatment and medicine, she needed to find a solution outside of the medical realm. To hammer the coffin in the nail, she seemed to be intolerant, of any Christian sacred places and pro- objects, particularly crosses. Okay, it's a lot. Yeah. Now let me note. Okay, you're gonna like this. During okay. my research, I did stumble upon some YouTube videos. One included your favorite Shane and Ryan of BuzzFeed Yay! Unsolved. I love that. <laughs> So their rendition, go take a look because it is kind of fun, Um, but their rendition makes it sound like doctors could not really find much wrong with Annalise after performing a couple EKGs on her and that her activity was way more paranormal than the other websites list. I don't know where their sources came from, but yeah, they were more heavily in like doctors didn't know what was wrong with her. There were like things that were happening that they couldn't explain yeah okay okay you can like i said watch it for yourself but hard to get the 100 percent concrete evidence exactly what happened so you can believe what you right. want to
0: believe so if you're researching on the medical side they're going to exclude a lot of things that may have happened because they're trying to make their diagnosis exactly fit they trying to fit make their into diagnosis a box makes sense yes and if she's experiencing things that are not being treated by medicine Mm -hmm. that are of a more of a paranormal simply means not normal not normal
1: exactly so
0: it doesn't necessarily mean that it is otherworldly or ghostly it just means it's not normal yes this is not what we expect to happen in in our world so she's experiencing more paranormal things you know and they don't have an explanation for it they're going to tend to just Ignore that. Sweep it. And, yeah. You know, like we're going to treat what we do know how to treat. Exactly. And if we can get that to work. Obviously, it's not working. Nope. So there you because go. Because there are other factors at play. Exactly. That and they don't understand.
1: So we're going to dive into those okay. too. Yes. So Annalise visited San Damiano, a location in Italy sacred to Saint Fra- Francis of Assisi, with the family friend to take a Christian pilgrimage. There, she also met priest Father Ernst Alt, and both her friend and priest Alt were convinced she was possessed. For they witnessed Annalise unable to walk past a crucifix and refused to drink the water of a Christian holy spring. In Father Alt's words Annalise told me, and Frau Hein confirmed this, that she was unable to enter the shrine. She approached it with the greatest hesitation, then said that the soil burned like fire and she simply could not stand it. She then walked around the shrine in a wide arc and tried to approach it from the back. She looked at the people who were kneeling in the area surrounding the little garden, and it seemed to her that while praying, they were gnashing their teeth. She got as far as the edge of the little garden, then she had to turn back. Coming from the front again, she had to avert her glance from the picture of Christ in the chapel of the house. She made it several times to the garden, but could not get past it. She also noted that she could no longer look at medals or pictures of saints. They sparkled so immensely that she could not stand it.
0: Wow.
1: All witnessed. Okay. Annalise and her family turned to several priests now in hopes to secure an exorcism for Annalise, but all of them said it would not be allowed without the consent of the bishop. They told the family she could continue with her medical treatments instead.
0: Okay. At this
1: point, poor Annalise's problems accelerated as she would rip the clothes off her body, compulsively perform up to 400 squats a day, displayed oh, wow. aggression such as throwing her sister across the room with <gasps> such strength that it was inhuman oh, wow. and injured herself. At one point, she crawled under the table and barked like a dog for two days.
0: Oh, my gosh, Annalise.
1: She was witnessed eating spiders and coal, biting the head off a dead bird. And she even licked her own urine from the floor.
0: Oh, man. You yeah. Poor baby.
1: Briefly convinced there was no hope, Annalise wrote to Father Alt, I am nothing. Everything about me is vanity. What should I do? I have to improve. You pray for me. And also once told him, I want to suffer for other people, but this is so cruel. Father Alt finally stepped up and contacted Bishop Joseph Stengel. Stengel, let's say that. He convinced the bishop to approve the exorcism of Annalise. He granted a local priest, Arnold Renz, permission to perform the exorcism, but gave strict orders that it needed to be carried out in complete secrecy.
0: Oh, Why? That's interesting. No idea. Okay.
1: The first exorcism rite took place September 24th, 1975, and the first did not do anything, nor mm. the second, oh wow, nor the third. Oh
0: wow. so
1: on and so forth. Over the course of a year, Father Renz carried out roughly 67 exorcism rites. Oh rights,
0: my goodness. And
1: each one lasted upwards of 4 hours.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Note that throughout the course of the religious rites, Annalise was still taking antipsychotic drugs and consumed them frequently. Despite taking these, Annalise's symptoms worsened. Yeah, okay. Father Renz allowed the exorcism rites to be recorded and there are a total of 42 separate recordings with the amazing technology we have today you can actually listen to many excerpts on youtube oh my
0: gosh
1: i'm going to play one for angela (gasps) right now okay if we can pick it up on the mic we might leave it in okay okay so hold on let me find it because this is on that buzzfeed why are you all here
0: I have the right to be in this woman I will carry this brat so long until she croaks this dumb ass bitch for us there's no coming back never for all eternity okay.
1: oh my god okay, hold on there's more 537 okay just watch this part
0: it sounds like a girl doing a funny voice <laughs> Dude, the, your unrelenting skepticism is exhausting <laughs> it, it I love them so much
1: say your name Judas
0: Nero, Nero Cain and Hitler that's five of us we lied about him oh Lucifer Lucifer, Lucifer so there's
1: six yeah okay yeah so if you were not able to hear the recording i played for angela in one of annalise's sessions she is able to reveal whom she is possessed by and it's not one demon but a total of six cain judas hitler nero fleischmann
0: fleischmann
1: i'll go into that and lucifer himself
0: oh wow
1: What's crazy about this is that she was able to go into accurate detail regarding Valentin Fleischmann's life, a Catholic priest that was believed to have roots in Bavaria, Germany in the 16th century, but was unfrocked in 1575 due to alcoholic behavior and also accused of assault and attempted murder
0: oh wow
1: so who knows if she learned about this as she was a devout catholic and attended church frequently but no one else knew about it so she had a lot of information about fleischman
0: oh wow yeah oh man oh pictures yeah yeah yeah
1: so annalise i'm gonna put a picture of her normal and Uh then during her exorcism that's her mom
0: oh my gosh that poor girl Oh yeah, but as mentioned,
1: the exorcisms did Not nothing. Work. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Annalise would claim during the sessions that she had to die due to the apostate priests of the modern Catholic Church. By the way, I had to look apostate, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it means a person who renounces a religious belief. So she wanted to die for their quote unquote sins.
0: Oh man, so she was she had to martyrize herself exactly. Yeah. During her rites, the demons that
1: were inhabiting Annalise would often argue with each other. And at one point, Hitler commented that people are stupid as pigs. They think it's all over after death. It goes on. And Judas said Hitler was nothing but a big mouth who had no real say in hell. (laughs) This reminds me of South Park. I don't know if you've ever watched South Park and hitler's in hell yeah that's, that's yes. there you go
0: oh my gosh that okay that made i don't that's funny <laughs> i know <laughs>
1: Annalise would be continually kneeling in prayer to the point where she broke the bones and ripped the tendons in her knees.
0: Oh, Annalise.
1: Yep. And because her movement and strength was inhumanly strong, Annalise was frequently restrained during the exorcism rites. Sadly, she stopped eating and drinking during the first few months of the exorcisms. More yeah, photos.
0: Yeah. Her eyes are just black, guys. Yep. It's so weird.
1: Yeah, she's creepy. Almost 10 months after the exorcism rights started, Annalise passed away on July 1st, 1976. Her autopsy report determined she died from severe malnourishment and dehydration and weighed only 68 pounds. Oh, my goodness. She was only 23 years old. Oh, my goodness. Her death was investigated, and the state prosecutor claimed that her death could have been prevented as late as one week before she passed. Annalise's parents, Father Alt and Father Renz, were charged with negligent homicide. The court sessions took place starting on March 30th, 1978, which was the first of its kind in modern German history. The state recommended that none of the parties be jailed, but that the recommended sentence for the priest was a fine, while the prosecution concluded that the parents should be exempt from punishment as they had, quote unquote, suffered enough, a mitigation legal factor in German penal law.
0: Oh, okay, Yeah. Right.
1: Yep. In court, both priests were defended by church paid lawyers, while the Michels were defended by one of Germany's top lawyers, Eric Schmidt Leichner. The priest's defense claimed that Annalise was indeed possessed and brought up all six of the demons that inhabited her while performing all exorcism attempts. The priest also stated that her death finally freed her, but Annalise's parents did not agree that her death freed her. The priests were allowed to play the audio tapes of the exorcisms in court as evidence.
0: Wow, that's like, intense. Yeah,
1: I wouldn't, I couldn't sit through that. Schmidt Leichner defended that on, not only exorcism was legal, but the German constitution protects citizens in the unrestricted exercise of their religious beliefs. The prosecution had a series of doctors testify that Annalise died from a combination of epilepsy, mental orders, and an extreme religious environment that added up to a spiritual sickness and heavy psychic disturbance. Now, note that the month prior to the court trials, Annalise's parents ordered their daughter's body to be exhumed. Mm -hmm. Some say it was because she was hurriedly buried in a shabby coffin and wanted to upgrade her situation. However, most say it was because they said a nun told them she had a vision that her daughter's body was still intact, which was proof of the possession. Authorities okay. examined her body after exhumation and saw normal body decay. So OK, she was
0: she was yeah, dead dead. Yeah. Yes.
1: The verdict. Both priests were found guilty of manslaughter resulting from negligence and both were sentenced to six months in jail, which was later suspended, and three years of probation. The trial did have Bishop Joseph Joseph Stangl of Würzburg Sure. Change how exorcisms are proved there on out. As he said, he would only approve exorcism if the possessed person agreed to the presence of a doctor during the ritual. He did maintain that his actions for Annalise were all within church law, though. After all that was said and done, Annalise's grave site was and still remains a pilgrimage site.
0: Yeah. I Okay. I get the similarities for. There's for a lot the, of similarities. There are yeah. a lot of similarities. Here's my take on on this. Like I think, because I do believe in the spiritual realm. Sure. So I do believe there are bad spirits and there are good spirits. If you want to call them angels and demons, however you want to call it, I do believe that possession is a thing that can happen, and I believe that there have been millions of i don't know millions could be an exaggeration i don't know exactly how many cases of exorcisms there have been a lot a lot yeah and a lot of them are successful some are not and but i believe that all of this is real i believe she was possessed i don't know if she was possessed by all six of those because i'm not in the spiritual world i do you see glimpses of it? We all have the capability to see glimpses of the spiritual world. Mm-hmm. We all have had experiences, whether you want to acknowledge it or not. Mm-hmm. But oh, that poor, poor that, girl. Yeah.
1: Despite everything. That's so sad. That, yeah. To just have to go through all of that. Even if it was a possible medical situation, there's like no way to help her. I mean, she was, as I mentioned, she was doing, taking all the drugs Nothing was helping her. Medicine wasn't helping her. No. So
0: it's, yeah, I don't understand how they blamed the parents because they were trying to do everything that they They did. Yeah,
1: they did both, you know.
0: Yeah, they did. They went the medical route. They went the religious route. Yep.
1: And that's, I mean, where else could you do?
0: Ultimately, she's an adult woman and is technically capable of making her own decisions true
1: and she wanted that the exorcisms yeah and she she... didn't think the medicine was doing anything for her right so very sad case the (sighs) movie we'll talk about more later which i love so so
0: sad very sad
1: okay we're on to the next movie which is another creepy creepy movie that's on my top 10 list
0: oh okay so another one we're gonna have to watch
1: the exorcism.
0: <laughs> I was thinking we might do
1: this for a patron episode. <gasps> yeah. So Become patrons, patron yeah, if you
0: want us to do this. Yes, one. we're going to probably
1: talk about it in a patron episode. Okay. So, it was released in 1973 and was based on the novel of the same name both written by William Peter Blatty. Quick tidbits about the movie. I'm not going to go into too much detail. Like I said we'll probably do this as a patron episode. Those who love horror movies probably have seen this.
0: I have not. Really? I've seen. <gasps> you have not seen this? I have this? not. So, okay. I've seen one little part of it, but no, I haven't seen it. I've seen. Oh, I'm so excited. Like, yeah. I've seen about as much of it as I saw The Shining before I saw The Shining. So, you know, you can't <laughs> avoid clips and you can't avoid yeah or uh, the satires. Yes. Of it, I was going to say
1: there's a lot of those. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're going to have to watch it then.
0: Okay. I so, can tell you that my sister had people over at one point and they were watching it and I snuck in behind them and I threw a teddy bear at them and it scared sc- them all. Scare yeah. Them. yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, my my experience that's really hilarious is that I rewatched it when I first started college in 2000. Uh-huh. I went to a midnight showing on our campus with uh-huh. my two good friends and it scared us so much that we like walked back we were like freaking out and oh, we couldn't no. sleep. And our friend stayed with us. It's a guy who went in another dorm uh-huh. and he stayed there and, and like while we slept. And then when the sun rose, he left.
0: Oh, wow. That's how scared
1: <laughs> we were. Such a good movie. Oh,
0: no. Okay. okay.
1: So the movie follows the demonic possession of a young girl, which is Linda Blair's character and her mother's attempts to rescue her through an exorcism conducted by a pair of Catholic priests. The debut was in late December 1973 with sold-out shows. Some viewers suffered adverse physical reactions, fainting, or vomiting to scenes. Oh, no. Yeah. Supposedly, there were also heart attacks, and even a miscarriage was reported among (gasps) viewers.
0: Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. That's how intense it was.
1: Several cities attempted to ban the movie as many children were allowed to see it due to the R rating. Some tried to change it to an X rating. Oh, what? (laughs) It was intense. See? Police in Washington, D.C. even threatened to arrest anyone who sold a ticket to the movie to any non-adults.
0: Wow. Wow.
1: Despite all this, The Exorcism was the first horror movie to be nominated for a Best Picture Oscar. (laughs) 1973, dude. So yes, The Exorcism novel was based on a true story. We go back to the late 1940s where we come across the pseudonym of Roland Doe. There are speculations of his actual name, but no one knows for sure. Okay. So we're calling him Roland. He was born into a German Lutheran family and was living in Cottage City, Maryland. Roland was an only child and loved his aunt Harriet. Aunt Harriet was a spiritualist whom at one point introduced Roland to the Ouija board.
0: Okay. There's Supposedly, this is
1: the picture of a house where he grew up.
0: Oh, okay. It's creepy, but yeah, it's creepy. The 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 way they did it. yeah, Yeah. Yeah.
1: When Roland was around 13 or 14 years old, his aunt Harriet sadly passed away. But soon after her death in January 1949, the family began to hear strange dripping noises and scratching sounds in their home. They also witnessed furniture moving on its own accord and household objects such as vases went flying or levitated when Roland was nearby. (laughs) Initially, Roland's mother thought that the strange activity was connected to the recently deceased Aunt Harriet. Not sure if they brought out the Ouija board or tried their hands at seances, which was kind of hinted at. But the family decided to try and reach out to the spirits they thought were in the house, trying to calm the atmosphere and environment and asked to be left alone sadly the communication made the situation worse
0: yeah you open portals people and they're
1: not the right ones
0: didn't they listen to our podcast no about they should have right or, like yesterday yesterday
1: <laughs> felt like yesterday yeah, it did feel like yesterday yesterday <laughs> So Roland told his parents that he could hear someone or something walking around in his room at night while trying to fall asleep.
0: Oh no, I don't like that. And that happened in the movie and I don't like that. Yep.
1: <laughs> there were also scratch marks that appeared on his mattress in the morning. But oh, what? S- soon after, the scratch marks moved from his mattress to Roland's body.
0: To his body? <laughs> yes. Oh my God. The
1: next step. For the family was to contact their Lutheran pastor, Luther Miles Schultz. Apparently, Schultz was big into parapsychology, so he agreed to observe him. One source says in Schultz's own home, the other states, Roland, stayed overnight in the church. But either way, Schultz did witness strange things. One source did say Schultz claimed to witness objects and furniture move on their own accord. So Schultz advised the family they needed to reach out to a Catholic priest. So the parents converted to Catholicism, but when they tried to have Roland baptized, he responded in unbridled rage to the point that he was admitted to a hospital.
0: What? Oh, Roland.
1: There, a psychiatrist attempted to treat him, but supposedly this was unsuccessful. Struggling to figure out what to do, they thought maybe moving Roland to a different house would cause the spirits to leave them be, but as most paranormal-interested people know... That doesn't do anything.
0: Nope. The spirits are attached to him. Yes. Not yeah. the house.
1: The strange events still continued. They decided to request an exorcism and they called Father Edward Hughes, Father Raymond J. Bishop, Reverend William S. Bodern, Father Walter Halloran, and Father William Van Roo. They called them all.
0: Dude, that's a lot. Yes,
1: but we're going to go in order now. Okay. So according to one source, Roland's first exorcism was with Father Hughes, a Roman Catholic priest, and took place at Georgetown University Hospital. Supposedly during the exorcism, Roland had slipped a hand out of the restraints, then proceeded to reach under the mattress to break out a bedspring. He thrust it at Father Hughes as a makeshift weapon, slashing his arm and causing the exorcism ritual to stop.
0: Oh, my gosh. I gashed him. <gasps> <sighs> oh no. Yeah.
1: Not much is written about the exorcism with Father Bishop, but he did write down his experiences with Roland. But the one that has the most detailed accounts is with Reverend William Bodern. And supposedly, he kept a secret diary with details about Roland's exorcism.
0: Oh, man.
1: We'll go into that a little more. Okay. But the last exorcisms took place in 1949 at St. Louis University and at the old 19th century wings of Alexian Brothers Hospital. Supposedly, those wings were torn down in 1976. Roland was staying with his aunt and uncle in St. Louis and would be driven over to the university to receive the rights from Father Bodern. According to a report by the St. Louis Post Dispatch, they recalled that most of his bizarre behavior happened at night and that he would become incredibly strong. Roland's body distorting and transforming where he would be able to touch his heels to the back of his head.
0: Oh, so that no, his body would
1: form a loop. Yes, all oh. reported by priests who were witnesses.
0: Dude.
1: During these convulsions, they had doctors on hand who would find no change in his pulse rate or blood pressure. What? Still.
0: Uh, oh, what? That makes no sense. Seriously. Oh, my gosh.
1: Somehow, Roland's bed would shake violently and obscene words and images would appear on his skin in these raised red welts. (gasps) And these brandings would appear as many as 30 times each day.
0: Oh, no.
1: At one point, a large Roman numeral X appeared on the boy's chest, which led Reverend Bodern to believe that there were at least 10 demons involved with Roland's possession.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: Reverend Bodern and other priests also witnessed one night a tiny, nearly invisible pitchfork or lines move from under the boy's upper thigh all the way down to his ankle and droplets of blood occurred.
0: <gasps> what? What? Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, I don't like this. <laughs> oh, no, at all. it's
1: scary, right? Yes. And similar to the Exorcist movie, Roland had spat out a foul substance at the priest who attended him all the way across the room and with incredible accuracy.
0: Oh, gosh. Just, oh. So, yeah. <laughs> it's <such> gross. It's gross. <laughs>
1: Jesuit Semari- seminarian Walter Halloran was working on his master's degree in history when Reverend Bodern asked him for his assistance with Roland's exorcism rites. He was the one who drove Roland back and forth to his aunt and uncle's home to the exorcism locations. And one night while Roland was being forcibly restrained, he was able to free himself and broke Halloran's nose. <gasps> He was interviewed by John McGuire of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch and testified that he did indeed break his nose.
0: Dude, dude. He also
1: claimed he observed streaks, arrows, and words like hell that would rise on Roland's skin. He is quoted stating, that happened a number of times and it wasn't a case of taking a pin and scratching himself. It just appeared and with quite a bit of pain. It is noted that during the exorcism rites, Roland would speak in Latin and even took on a deep adult sounding voice that was unfamiliar. Dude. How
0: can people I how can people not think that this is real? Right. I, I don't get it. Like I don't They resort get it.
1: to science though. They try to they have to put things into factual boxes. And, but
0: look, it's facts. It's happening right in front of your face. Right.
1: That it you doesn't can't explain. matter if
0: you can't explain it it's the fact is that it is happening yeah, right in with front of your face. witnesses multiple
1: witnesses
0: yeah that mm. is fact yeah that is fact so take things at face value like oh my gosh yeah. this is crazy yes
1: the exorcisms for roland lasted for 12 weeks It was noted that at the end of each day, Reverend Bodern would meet with the witnesses and participants in the room, which consisted of six or seven Jesuits, the boy's family, and members of the Alexian brothers' order. They would go over and verify exactly what happened.
0: I can't even imagine... I can't. Oh, my gosh.
1: Now, obviously, there were skeptics present at Roland's exorcisms as well. One night, a Washington University physicist was called in to witness an exorcism right for Roland. At one point, a hospital bedside table levitated slowly towards the ceiling, for which he replied, well, there's much about electromagnetism that we don't know.
0: (laughs) But he left in
1: a hurry and supposedly tried to act as if it never happened. Gosh. Electromagnetism, you huh? Can't, yeah.
0: It's, it's, there's just some cutoff in people's brains that are just like, if they don't understand what it is, then they're just going to ignore yeah, it. Yeah, they can't
1: really deal with it
0: yeah Mm -hmm.
1: Father Van Roo helped towards the end of Roland's ordeal and helped monitor Roland and help with the rights after it was all over Father Van Roo wasn't completely convinced Roland was possessed and even thought the movie that came out about it was dangerous, melodramatized and absurd so there's your other skeptic okay Bodern wanted to keep Roland's exorcism secret and sealed from the public, but somehow it was leaked to the Washington Post soon after. Bodern never spoke of the case ever, ever, ever in his life, not even to his family members, but passed on that secret diary he kept to author William Blatty. But this was supposedly after he released the novel. So a lot of those things in his novel were probably not a, but the movie because movie came afterwards, right, right, right. Probably included a lot with his.
0: Oh, secrets. interesting.
1: The silver lining in all of this is that Roland is actually fine now, <gasps> supposedly married and lives in Omaha. He works for an airline and named his first child Michael for the archangel.
0: Oh wow! Archangel. Yeah. Wow. But we don't know his
1: exact name. That's what we are just led to believe. I don't know all, but there you go.
0: Oh my gosh. The exorcism. My brain is like exploding right now.
1: That case really got me. Up.
0: I I don't even like I can't. <laughs> my hands are in the air. I have I don't know what to say. That's just
1: It's wild. It's
0: wild. It's, it's insane. It's hard to comprehend
1: poor kid poor people at least he came out okay yes, I'm
0: glad that I am I'm really happy for him and his family mm-hmm. that he was able to survive and come through all of that I can't right. imagine what an experience like that would do to you as a person oh
1: I can't even imagine
0: or as like as, as his family witnessing that I mean oh my gosh that's insane
1: i'm speechless
0: (laughs) i know me too the movie is so scary i'm trying to put put words with what i'm thinking (laughs) and what i'm feeling but hashtag because words there aren't any i can't oh my
1: gosh you don't need them we all understand it's creepy so creepy all right the last one is like i said this is my kind of half this is about father amorth okay and i didn't know any of this because until recently there there was a recent movie when this is released, it's probably a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. called The Pope's Exorcist. Yeah, Do you hear, see that with uh, I, Russell... Yeah,
0: uh, Russell Crowe? Yes. Yes, yes, okay. yes, yes.
1: Now, this movie is based on Father Gabriel Amorth, chief exorcist for the Vatican. He passed away in 2016, but claimed that he had performed over, get this, 160,000 exorcisms in his lifetime. Oh, my
0: gosh.
1: Now, his... His, what he calls exorcism, it's not representing a victim of possession, but rather each exorcism was counted as a prayer or ritual alone. Okay. So it's not the people, but how many rights he had to save. Right. Okay. He also believed that a person may be possessed by one, more than one demon at once, sometimes numbering in the thousands.
0: Oh my God. And this is
1: father of oh.
0: Okay. The, the men that perform these exorcisms I can't imagine having to do that having to do that and having the 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 fortitude to just be present and and to carry on the rights like that's just uh, it sounds grueling yeah it does sound grueling Ugh. The
1: Pope's exorcist follows Father Amorth, the Vatican's leading exorcist, where they focus on a specific possession of a child and covers a conspiracy regarding higher-ups in the Vatican. Allegedly, this case was true for Father Amorth, as it is based on a missing girl's case in 1983. Emanuela Orlandi was a Vatican City schoolgirl who disappeared, and Father Amorth was convinced that she was kidnapped get this, for a sex party by a gang that involved Vatican police and foreign diplomats.
0: Oh, my gosh. That is heartbreaking. Yes. It's sad. So he believed
1: that happened. This is the, you're going to, I haven't seen, We obviously we haven't seen the movie, but right. um, since we haven't seen it, I'm going to guess that demons are involved in all of that. So who knows, yeah. you know, Hollywood, they're yeah. going to change a little bit. So in the 2020 book, The Devil is Afraid of Me, penned by Marcello Stanzione, a fellow Catholic priest who worked with Father Amorth, wrote about a lot of Father Amorth's stories that happened. And this is a following one that he wrote about. Okay. So in Rome, Father Amorth was in his consulting room when a young Italian man, his priest and a translator showed up asking for help. Father Amorth was notified that the Italian man only spoke Italian. However, the evil spirit inside him spoke perfect English. Whoa. Father Amorth decided to conduct an exorcism on him, on him and was speaking Latin. As soon as he mentioned Jesus's name, the possessed man grew irate and started to shout curses and threats in English.
0: Oh. Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: He then spat at Father Amorth. After some prayers and more screams and howls, Father Amorth demanded the demon reveal its name, and he was taken aback when he was told it was the devil himself. The possessed man then started shrieking again, twisting his head back, rolling his eyes, and arching his back. Supposedly, the room grew extremely frigid and ice crystals even formed on the windows. Wow! Once Father Amorth demanded that the devil leave the poor man, his body actually started to levitate (gasps) before collapsing in the chair. And suddenly the demon announced the exact day and hour he would leave the man's body. So that was one of the tales. Wow. And there's obviously many more. Yeah. 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 Father Amorth entered the priesthood in 1951 and in 1986, he became an exorcist. In 1990, he established the International Association of Exorcists. Father Amorth claimed that he would never perform an exorcist based solely on someone's claims of possession. He said he would direct people to psychiatrists and doctors first. And if he finds someone is not possessed, but the person still insists, his response was always, you have no devil. If you have a problem, talk to a good vet. Oh, <laughs> so despite how many exorcists he did perform, he yeah, uh, he, he was, was still he was using, still... clear conscious of how people were and, and whatnot.
0: Yeah, wow, wow. that's now, powerful and amazing. Yeah,
1: okay, but see, now I'm not a huge fan of Father Amorth in this next part. Okay. okay, his views of yoga and Harry Potter. okay seriously i'm I'm not joking he was quoted saying yoga is satanic because it leads to practice of hinduism and all eastern religions are based on a false belief in reincarnation okay and practicing yoga is satanic it leads to evil just like reading harry potter
0: (laughs) and i wrote ah I disagree with you, sir. Yes, strongly. sir. I'm
1: sorry. That is, uh, uh, as much as you know, you've done a lot for people. That was that's a very weird belief. <laughs> and you know my belief in reincarnation. So yeah, there you yeah. go.
0: We we both share yeah. that belief. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm and Harry Potter.
0: And, and Harry Potter. I firmly believe. We in all Harry love Potter. Harry Potter. Shout so out to all you Hufflepuffs yeah. out there!
1: Hey. Yay! So that's Father Morth and like I said there's this new movie that came out it's he apparently is this funny humorous man in real life and Russell Crowe does a really good job of interpreting that okay but the fact that his beliefs are just so like narrow minded in that way just kind of yeah, threw me off yeah that
0: is interesting yeah. it's very strange to be like so open minded about the realm of spiritualism and devils and angels. Right. You know,
1: but Hinduism being bad. Yeah. And yoga being bad. Don't practice yoga, even though it's really good for you. Yeah. (laughs) Don't practice yoga. You're going to have Satan in you or something or Harry Potter. Interesting. So yeah, a little, little off kilter there, but his stories are pretty creepy. So yeah, there you go. Wow. Exorcisms guys.
0: Oh, I'm glad to be through that. So it's, um, very scary because i do believe that it's possible that it happens i believe in it i mean there are cases like people have had real experiences Mm -hmm. of it
1: and things you can't explain things
0: you can't explain and i have when we when you were going through these stories one thing popped into my head when i had an experience um of one time this was years ago i was i very vividly had this kind of I'm going to say out of body kind of experience. I was in my bedroom at my old house and I felt this rush of bad coming towards me down the hallway. No. And I felt my spirit guides. I'm going to call my spirit guides, my guardian angels Those Mm. are watching over me. They, they let me know, Hey, there's a rush of bad coming towards you. We got you. And they wrestled it. And threw it out the house, so it's never going to come near me again. Wow. Right? So I had a powerful experience like that. It was very clear and very vivid to me, which is an interesting thing to have happen to you. Mm-hmm. But like, I believe my guardian angels and my spirit guides are very strong. That's and they, they protect me very, very much. So yeah. Um, shout out to my spirit guides. Hey! <laughs> What's up, spirits? But yeah, so it was interesting because I've had an experience that was very, very mild mm-hmm. compared to what some of these people have. But like sure. if you create portals or if you have an open energy about you and you're a target, like I said in our one of our more recent episodes that, oh yeah, it was last episode with the Ouija board. Mm-hmm. When you have that opening and that target and, and you're allowing those who want to inhabit the physical world again Mm. you know that's not a good thing right to 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 create you have to be very very careful because just as much as there are wonderful good amazing spirits there are also those that are not wonderful and not good so you have to make sure that you understand what you're doing and you have your protections and the spirit world is real it's real it exists (laughs) It's, it's fair it's not
1: just over after this everybody no nope. you know what's fun huh full circle yes remember our our movie with matthew mcconaughey and the demons <laughs> no Why you bring remember, that up again? remember the possessed that i just wanted to bring you up because it made me laugh i was thinking about okay deep devil you know demons possessing and yes. the soul still in there or not yes yeah
0: the soul is still in there
1: yeah but not in that movie
0: <laughs> not in not in that not movie, in that world but in the real world <laughs>
1: I just wanted to make lighthearted with you.
0: God. No, now you just making me mad.
1: <laughs> uh, if you ever, if 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 you haven't listened, go listen. Uh, go listen to when we talk about frailty. I hate movie, that, that movie so
0: much. It's still negative twenty five for me. Oh, I hate it. it well, if you have it. opinions about exorcisms or any experience that you that you've had. Or anything you, anything else you want to talk about, please yeah. email us at the ominous at gmail.com. You can also read any show notes and we'll post all kinds of cool things, maybe uh, audio clips that we have of some of the exorcisms that Nicole showed me. Which are quite interesting if, if they didn't come across here on the yes. recording.
1: yeah, we'll, we'll have to try to link the YouTube videos. because yeah, we'll there's videos. so much. There's some that are translated, uh-huh. some that are not, and just her like it's spooky.
0: Yeah, go to our Podbean, Podbean.com, yeah. Podbean.com, the Ominous Stitch Podcast, and you can check out any show notes from this show or any previous shows. There's also a little button you can click on to become a patron. And like, like Nicole said, we're going to do, we have one patron episode out about black eyed kids, which is so creepy and scary. So if you want to become a patron, you'll be able to check that out. And then we're going to do one on the exorcism. Apparently.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to make her watch that. (laughs) Oh man,
0: If I throw up, I'm going to like, I don't know. You won't throw up. Okay. I hope not. So, anyway, hop over to podbee.com, the ominous stitch, become a patron if you so choose, or you can jump on any of our social medias, predominantly Instagram. Yep. And just see the Say wonderful hi. little stitch that we did this yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. Check out our
1: photos. Whatever. We
0: want to interact with you. We love communicating with our community. So, get yes. talking to us. Please. All right. All right. We last part. Last part is movie time.
1: This week's movie review is The Exorcism of Emily Rose, released in 2005, 6.7 stars on IMDb, and the synopsis, a lawyer takes on a negligent homicide case involving a priest who performed an exorcism on a young girl. That's it.
0: Yep. <laughs>
1: so again, I have to preface, this is probably in my top 10 of my horror movies.
0: Oh, really? Yes. Okay it's okay so I liked it yeah I thought it was good I I enjoyed it I don't really think of it that much of a a horror horror movie sure because it's more of like a legal movie yeah half of it legal movie I don't know that's not the right term drama a legal drama there you go yeah Yeah. because it's it's more about the court case than it is about you do get glimpses of what happened to Emily as she's going through it right and there are elements Um, of of the demons messing with yes. Laura Linney, and I think character. that's what
1: creeped me out more. I mean, the exorcism parts were scary. Yeah, super scary. And Jennifer Carpenter, oh, Jennifer is Carpenter, is the most amazing, convincing actress in this movie. Yeah, I'm so glad she they cast did her.
0: So good. She's yeah. Emily. Yep. Yeah. She. Oh, uh, she was did so great. Scary. Yeah. To watch her just go through that. She was that
1: she, convincing. Yes. That she was
0: possessed. It yeah, was spooky. It was.
1: No, the the events with Laura Linney, like those subtle, like 3 a.m. Yes. And the the door that was wide open in her apartment building Uh and uh things like that and
0: the tape playing yeah the tape playing Uh, i just kept thinking about how i had to wake up at 3am and drink the stupid (laughs) drink the (laughs) goo i was like oh i know 3am
1: oh man but i think when i first started watching this and not knowing much about exorcisms and spiritualism demons and whatever It scared the crap out of me. So 3 a.m. would come if I'm awake and I could not sleep. I would be afraid of every noise Mm -hmm. and everything around me. I was like, is there something in my house? Like I would, I freaked out. Yeah. And what's crazy is the night after I watched this, the same thing. Are you woke up (laughs) at 3 a.m.? I was, I don't know if, I didn't want to look at my clock. Uh I was wide awake in the middle of the night Uh and I would hear things and I I don't know why. And I was like, I've seen this movie. Everything's cool no I couldn't sleep
0: yeah it scared me I hated when they showed how she got possessed and how like oh her, her, her body was pushed and her, down oh, into, the, yes. into the bed yes and I hated that part so much that was like and she was alone yeah that was the worst for me I didn't like it I'm like no I don't like when, when you're sleeping and yeah. then things like Happen. mess with you yeah, when you're sleeping. exactly. Nope, 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 nope. That was the worst part for me.
1: Uh, see? And then her seeing the the faces of everybody. And, oh, yeah. Oh.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, I I enjoy this movie. And Laura Linney does a, such a really good job as her, her the I love Laura
0: and, Linney. Yeah. Yeah. She's great. So
1: yes. I don't know. This movie, like you said, even though it's like a court drama, these horror elements to it just still leaves it so... Unknown, I guess, in mm-hmm. a way, and that it could happen to anybody, yeah, that's what scares me too. I think the fact that like you you're not protected, usually, yeah, <laughs> you know, she was so spiritual, yeah, and that fact that and she just got possessed yeah and, uh, it just scares me, it scares me, so yeah, and then the fact that it's based on that true story of yeah, that true story, yeah, of Annalise, so mm-hmm.
0: I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. It's scary. Scarier than anything else. Yeah. And it's 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 I'm like speechless. It's scary. (laughs) It's so like it's because it's just real and it's so you don't there's no protecting That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. And then
1: he couldn't even save her. Well, she chose not to. I'm spoiling. Yeah, she
0: chose not to be saved, but (laughs) yeah. Ah, see? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that's could just stitch to it
1: <laughs> I tried I think uh-huh. I did when I did want to watch scary parts yeah so yeah. that is helpful
0: I when they were in the court scenes I could stitch because that's when my rule is if there's a lot of dialogue yes. and you don't have to be looking at the screen true then, you know you can stitch to it and yeah. plus I was working on our wonderful stitch for the crazy the, stitch, the, the crazy stitch and that's really easy to, oh, to good. do because you had it stitching. going yeah, yeah 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 that's cool because it's like a stitch. Repeat. Now
1: you do have to rent this movie or buy it. Unfortunately. Yes. yes. Four bucks. Yeah. That's- I almost bought it.
0: You almost bought it. It's
1: like, I love this movie. but I was Aww. like, no, I'm not going to watch it more than, you know, a couple times in my lifetime anymore. So yeah, I just rented it.
0: For my foray into this realm, into the exorcism realm, I'm uh-huh. glad you chose this one because it yes. was an easy one for me to it's transition It's a little bit more, tra- yeah, <laughs> yeah, because I I'm the exorcist exorcisms scare me. <laughs> me too. Yeah, it's just creepy.
1: So yeah, the exorcist. When we uh, get into that,
0: yeah. Oh goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so how many stitches would you give this one?
1: Oh, they gave it 6.7 Six I would point give eight. it an eight just because it's I just love this movie she does that I mean the acting the storyline everything the court case
0: it's a good movie I like the way it's paced I like the way the stories this yeah. story is told it moves through exactly everything very well yeah so yeah it's a good movie I, I don't know if I would watch it again again but I mean it was watchable. I wasn't like annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I was okay. I did have questions. I'm like, why are they trying trying the priest? Because I did. That's the part that upset me because I'm like, she chose all of this. Right. So she was an adult. She chose to stop taking her medications.
1: And she was but she was taking them while and it wasn't doing anything. She remember? was
0: taking them and she didn't she didn't believe that they were helping at all. And so she chose to stop taking her medication. Right. And she sought counsel from her priest and her priest was like, if you don't believe the medicine is helping, then you shouldn't be taking it. But it was ultimately her decision. Right. And he, she chose to have an exorcism right performed. Right. She had to agree to it.
1: Yeah. Cause he says he was wanted to do it again, but she said no. She
0: chose not to. Yeah. He wasn't. He encouraged her to eat. He encouraged her to drink. Right. He encouraged her, but he had a doctor there too. had control over what she was doing. Theoretically, she had control over what was happening with her body because exactly. she did have moments where she was lucid, right? And she wasn't quote unquote in possession, right? right? So during those lucid times, she could choose to eat. She could choose to drink. But she, she could remember choose. they
1: said she couldn't even.
0: She couldn't yeah. because the sound of it was so Or
1: she like when she tried to take bites that she couldn't swallow or she oh it yeah up. that's that? right
0: that's right she couldn't swallow yeah so i mean i guess they could have uh, intubated her and like you know put a feeding oh. tube in her oh sure or, sure sure or you know done all kinds of other things but i'm IVs. sure she would have like ripped, she would have ripped everything out. out Yeah. yeah so ultimately she had choice over all this it wasn't like she couldn't care for herself at this point right because she was a full adult exactly so I don't understand why they were prosecuting him the I negligent that made no yeah. sense to me
1: yeah that is a weird so, weird loophole
0: yeah so that's that was my big problem with this I'm like it doesn't make sense that they're blaming her right death on, on him. him because he was trying to do what he could for her yeah but and, that's what happened though in real life. But he was offering her counsel and offering her. Yeah, see and in real life I don't understand that. Either. Why they were charged My too. At Michelle's parents were charged. And the priest. And the priest were charged with, right. with negligent homicide. Because yep. she was an adult and, and she was chose making it. her own right decisions at that point. Exactly. So I didn't understand that either.
1: Interesting though, right? Yeah. The only (laughs) gripe I had Uh was the cinematography at one point. Oh, no. No, it's cool. She was in the classroom, right? Oh, why was it so dark? It there were was no so lights on in dark. the classroom, right? Every classroom that I know of is it's like bright,
0: right with these they, fluorescent lights. Yeah, because that keeps you awake. Yes, it, it keeps the kids from falling asleep. Exactly.
1: So it wasn't. I know it was a night class. I noticed
0: that too. Like, that me too. Right. And I know it's like, to make where where that spooky
1: atmosphere, but it had to, like they're writing. I'm like, I would be so mad. I'm like, I can't
0: see. <laughs> I know you can't see in the dark so, like that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That was the that only light. Like, that me
0: too. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we just because we know we we're in college levels so we know yeah in education but yeah so i was like that's stupid yeah. and then oh and she's wearing like a dress and it's raining outside yeah no. I was like no she wouldn't be dressed like everyone else has coats and like yeah. sweaters and yeah. she's like sleeveless dress i'm like no, no that's
0: a weird choice right yeah that
1: makes sense there's a couple things like that yeah other than that I just it's a great movie so
0: you still give it an eight
1: yes it's entertaining.
0: I, I i'll Spooky. go with the imd six seven okay it's almost a seven okay but like almost good yeah
1: but it's not your highest no
0: okay no that's okay yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> well we've come to another amazing end to an oh amazing gosh. episode amazing end to amazing episode i'm just trying to say as many amazing as take i can a stitch, so take a stitch take so a stitch so that you take as many stitches as you you're want funny to. <laughs> oh man okay i'm glad this topic is over it's very fascinating it's very interesting it's hard for me i wanted I to touch on it, it. Yeah. yeah but i'm glad that we did it yeah and we did we... it we got through it like a
1: colonoscopy yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> see oh, full circle everybody full circle. oh my gosh i'm gonna leave you with that so until <laughs> next time we'll see you stitchers